It's the final hour of the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Brought to you by Chris Nickel Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. We want you to get involved right now on the Neuropathy Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072 or on the phone line at 918-879-1170. 802 on the Blitz 1170. Bryce Hulse is sitting there shaking his head no at me the entire time because I normally uh, bollocks that last one up right there. Thank you, sir. Uh, yep, we're already two hours through somehow. I, it just goes. It really does. It's amazing, isn't it, how fast yeah. it goes. And you know, there are days when you do what we do, and there are days when you do what anyone does. When you, you go to work and you're like, oh, it's Tuesday, <laughs> and that's all there is to it, or it's Thursday. This, though, as you know, is other Friday. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, let's be honest. You're sliding into the weekend right now, especially a Super Bowl weekend. If you're telling me that you're at work and you're not thinking about what you're having on Sunday, then I don't know who you are. Lying to yourself. Yeah. Well, and even if you don't like the game and don't watch, you know, (laughs) and there are people who don't, you're planning to do something else because that's the one day when everything, and I do mean everything else, is going to be easy and open. Mm, yeah, the number of people who will be watching that game. Some, of course, at places like bars. I understand. Sure. I can't imagine what it's like somewhere like Middleton's. I love. Oh, yeah. I love Middleton's at 81st and Mingo. If you've never been, yeah, it's pretty solid. It is. It's really solid. I like underrated the air- food. Uh, yes, that's the thing. I like. I like the setup because it's kind of bar like, but it's a non-smoking facility, which you know, yeah. is it, which is important. I prefer. Right? I, oh God, yes. <laughs> uh, they've got fantastic bartenders. The servers are always really friendly. It looks like an old-fashioned barish thing, if you will, with the tall tables and all that. They have lower ones, too. Uh, and then they have all the you know, the flags hanging up there for the teams and that kind yeah. of thing. And then TV's everywhere. And then you mentioned it. Their food's really good. Right. And you might think a place like that, nah. Their food's excellent. Really just excellent. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. It's, it's on our Sunday rotation. We'll go mm-hmm. with I, You know what? <laughs> this is weird, but I absolutely hate chicken in Mexican food. To me, chicken doesn't belong in Mexican food. I like chicken. Yeah. I don't like it in Mexican food. Like I don't like chicken burritos. I don't like chicken tacos. I, I, I don't prefer it, but it doesn't belong there. It's yeah. just like, no. Sorry. That's the way I believe. Uh, I, I, that's a little harsh, but I mean, I no, I don't like it either. <laughs> no chicken I, I don't like chicken enchilada. I don't like any of those things, right? Mm-hmm. I want, and, and my wife also makes fun of me because I only want ground beef. <laughs> Uh, I don't want shredded beef, although I will say it does. Chorizo or anything like that? I, yeah, well, now I like chorizo. Okay. Uh, but um, Dos Banditos, which is in Broken Arrow, and I think they're still in Jinx. Used to mm. be out on um, on Bixby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, now, been, I've been there. They're, they're shredded and they're barbacoa and all. It, oh, God, it's good. Mm. So, I'll yes, I'll definitely eat that. But I don't like that very much, so I, I kind of tend to go a, a little bit away from that. But their chicken nachos over there are as good as anything you'll ever have. Okay. They're fantastic. But everything they have they have over there is really good. I can't imagine that place will be to the gills with people and it would be fun. Yeah. But uh, you know, that's because that's where those people are going or people are at home. So if you want to go to a movie, if you want to go mm-hmm. shopping, if you want to do something different, it's got to be a good day for this that, is right? The time. <laughs> yeah. Now, um I would love to talk and I'm going to tell you about a, a, a DoorDash thing that's going on. It's really fantastic. I would love to talk to a DoorDash or someone who drives and delivers food. Mm-hmm. Because Sunday will be crazy. It's the second biggest pizza day in America after New Year's Eve. Yeah. yeah. Uh, second biggest pizza day. So people will do that. But with the availability of DoorDash and things like that, you can get anything you want, right? So there's this DoorDash contest going on. And I think we all know on DoorDash you can get 
almost anything, right? And on several of those yeah. kinds of delivery services, they'll stop at, you know, a convenience store for you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, they've got a commercial right now for a promotion that I want you to hear. This is insane. DoorDash can DoorDash pretty much anything. So this year during football's biggest event, DoorDash will DoorDash stuff from all the ads. All to one winner. All the snacks. Every automobile. A tax service. And who knows what else. We uh, haven't fully thought this thing through yet. Just look for the promo code on the big day for a chance to win it all. DoorDashAllTheAds.com you heard that, right? Man. All the all the autos? <laughs> all the automobiles? A tax service? So you're thinking to yourself, all right, so what are they giving away? What does that mean? Are they giving away the cars they drive? What are they giving away? <laughs> does DoorDash deliver cars? Giving away a tape of all do, the commercials. Do they deliver cars? Do you know? Do they do they do that? No. Yeah, could you imagine DoorDash driver just being like, all right, your car's here, and then he just walks home or something? Well, it said all the automobiles. Yeah. Now, I mean, there are cars, there are places where you can buy a car and they'll bring it to your house. Right. Right. So, what are they doing? All right. So, you're saying to yourself, what are they doing? All right. Get this a thousand Popeyes chicken wings. You know, they started selling mm-hmm. wings again, right? Yeah. And you don't have to do it all at once. But you think, well, where are we going to okay, put so them? That, <laughs> that's one nice thing that to think about is it can be spread out over time at least. Where am I going to put a thousand wings? In my belly, mm-hmm. as fat, in you know what belly, used yeah. to say, in my <laughs> belly. 20, at least 20 family-sized packages of Oreos. Oof. Four 12-packs of Starry. I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah, Starry. That's the new um, Pepsi lemon-lime soda, like Pepsi Company lemon-lime uh, soda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> now, I've got a nice vat of Diet Pepsi right here, mm-hmm. but no thank you. 20, oh, see, here we go. 720 packages of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Mm. <laughs> I'm a fan. 80 drumstick ice cream cones, one 30-pound uh, yeah. bucket of mayonnaise. Oh. <laughs> okay. 28 bags of Nerds gummies, 25 cans Ooh, of yeah. Pringles. Oh, Pringles. Oh, yeah. I can remember last time I've had a Pringle. 288 packages of peanut butter M&M's. Mm. Lindsay could go through that in a night. <laughs> 40 packages of Doritos Dynamita or Dynamita chips. A Budweiser Clydesdale saddle. What about the Clydesdale? I know. I I thought it was going to say that. (laughs) 60 bottles of Mountain Dew Baja Blast, a Michelob Ultra Cooler. Nice. And the winner will also get to pick up at least three, or get to pick of three real cars. One person gets it all. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep my eyes peeled for that promo code. So now think about... What I just said about people having DoorDash come to their house, now think about that. As busy as they're going to be, that just made it even busier. I can't imagine. It'll be insane driving for them that day. Oh, yeah. I would love, love to talk to a driver. If you're a DoorDash driver, please text us at 918-262-5072. I want to hear. 918-262-5072. Yeah. Tell us. What the experience is kind of normally like, but what you expect on Sunday. And have they, you know, as the company said, look, here's what you're up against. Because if you've not done it before, this is what might happen. I would love to know. I absolutely oh, yeah. would. I cannot believe what they're giving away. 
How much does that cost? How much are they making? <laughs> Maybe that's the bigger question. All right. Uh, uh, you know the text number. It's our Neuropathy Tre- Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. 918-262-5072 here on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Alsa. I'm Rick Corey. I want to tell you about Overhead Door Company of Tulsa and their commercial division and what Frank Sanders Jr. can do for you when it comes to making sure that your business overhead door is working now it doesn't have to be on a building it could be on a delivery van you know it's kind that roll up and down the back you ever gone to like say rent one of those things like a moving one and it doesn't work right and it's just really really irritating well those things are commercial doors too the doors you see on you know that are fireproof and the doors you see that are for freezers and the doors you see you know the things that come down and pull down uh, little chain type doors on concession stands those are commercial the ones the bok by the way they were having, you know, the, when the BOK was being put in, uh, being built, they had a problem because those things are all slightly curved, and they couldn't find something to fit it. And Frank Sanders Jr. had someone who works for him, and here's the here's the real key. They've been doing this since the mid-1960s. They had somebody working for him, not an engineer, not somebody with 15 degrees from university. Guy had been doing it forever and went, well, let's try this, and it worked. And that's how they did all those at the BOK because one person – with that kind of experience, works for Overdoor Company of Tulsa's commercial division. That is key. So whether you have an airplane ha- airport hangar, whether you have a regular, you know, say say garage store di- size business store, it still isn't a regular residential door, and you don't want that on your business. How about the operator? Is it getting old? They have to be a lot, lot, lot more uh, robust, shall we say, than one on a residential home. They do that for you. The experience is key. You can have a service contract, too, like the city of Tulsa does for police and fire uh, buildings and their their doors, unlike, you know, Amazon has, because those doors have to work, and yours does, too. And all you have to do to find them is go to OverheadDoorTulsa.com. There's no of in there. It's OverheadDoorTulsa.com, and then you simply click on commercial. The Blitz text line is always open, 918-262-5072. You can text us anything you want at any time. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Last night in women's college basketball, the 24th-ranked Oklahoma Sooners pulled away in the second half from TCU, 72-55. to The Sooners had a couple of 7-0 runs to help them out. Skylar Van led OU with 17 points. Holland Hall head football coach Tag Gross has announced his retirement after 24 seasons. He won 157 games as head coach of the Dutch. That includes back-to-back 3A state championships in 2020 and 2021. And Nick Saban plans to serve as an analyst for ESPN's College Game Day and will also be included across other ESPN platforms for events like the NFL Draft and SEC Media Days. Saban retired as head coach of Alabama last month after 17 seasons. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. Always do. And you can also text us at 918-262-5072. Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma. Text line. Bryce Sauls in the next room. I am Rick Corey. I would love to hear from a DoorDash driver, uh, especially about Sunday. This has got to be completely crazy. I would imagine any kind of, you know, if you were, if you're a bartender, you know, you, you're a server in a place. It's going to be like that anyway. And you would think, okay, best tip day ever, maybe. 
Uh, but it also might be the one that's such a big hassle you want to just homicide everybody. <laughs> I don't know. I can imagine too places like you know places like Hooters will be really busy. I had a text here from Mark that said, uh, "Hey, Fat Daddy's at 81st and, and Memorial." And yes, I know of what you speak. And the food is really good. I've had it once. It's not my it's not my favorite. I think personally that Middleton's is better. But he he texted back and said the catfish is greatness. You got to try it. And I didn't even know they had that. I uh, last time I was there we had their nachos and I can't remember what else. But my wife <laughs> my wife does what she call she calls the Sunday dinner run because traditionally and especially when Delaney was still home, you know we might have ourselves uh, we don't eat out hardly ever, but we do usually on Sunday. Like we'll have lunch together. And then she would go out and pick out, like, fast food or something like that for dinner. And Sunday was kind of, a, honestly, kind of a day we tried to get everything else arranged for the week, right, you know. And so she went over there once, and, and she said it's her kind of place because when she walked in, the uh, she told her her name. Or she said, I have a, a pickup here. And she said, what's your name, honey? I mean, mm-hmm. any waitress <laughs> or, or you know, calls you that right away, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're in, I'm right? I'm here. Yep. Uh, and it was, it was. It was quite good. But I will try the catfish, Mark. Thank you for that. All right, so I mentioned earlier today, we're telling some stories about uh, this time of year and recruiting and travel and all that kind of stuff. And I mentioned a hotel room I stayed in in Florida. It's got to be 30 years ago. That was honestly frightening. I was, I was frightened. I sat up in the bed, stared at the big gap in the door that you could walk a dog through, uh, moved a piece of furniture, if you could call it that, in front of the door and just basically worried most of the night until I think I just fell over asleep because I was so doggone tired. Um, it's somewhere between Port Charlotte and Fort Myers, as I recall. Anyway, I was doing it because it was cheap, and I was trying to be really, really cheap. So I said, so what are your hotel nightmare stories? We got a couple of them. This one comes from Steve. Now, Steve is a sports guy himself and is a, is a heck of a play-by-play guy. He's done a lot of that. As a matter of fact, uh, he lives down now in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but I would mentioned that my, my real bad experience was in Florida. He said, here's my best, miss, best near miss in a bad hotel room. He was working for a large, or small college athletics program, and he'd do play-by-play as their fill-in guy. He planned on going with the women's team to Nebraska for an early-season invitational. He says, I had talked to the coach, but the new second assistant didn't realize he had to get me a room or account for me in the rooms. That happened to me once, too, with the Talons Alex, uh, mm. later. A few days before the head coach realized that and let me know they were going to call and get another room, I said, don't worry about it. After the first night, the hotel was infested with bed bugs. Needless to say, I was happy for that mess. <laughs> uh, I was not happy for that mess up by the assistant coach. Ugh. I've been there, my friend, Steve. I got bed bugs from a hotel in Ruston. Mm. Of course, Ruston, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, Rice is laughing because he's, he's heard my opinion about Ruston. Yeah. <laughs> and we go there in football. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. Ruston has two positive points. Okay. Number one, there's a small Terry Bradshaw, Carl Malone exhibit in their basketball arena. Cool. Because that's, you know, that those guys went to school there. Number two is seeing it in the rearview mirror <laughs> of anything, of all the places and all the cities and all the games. Ruston is number two on my all-time don't-like list. There's not a redeeming quality in that city. Number two, though. Number two. Port Arthur, Texas is number one. What's in Port Arthur? Nothing. <laughs> Lamar University. Okay. So Billy Tubbs got his start there, which yeah. is cool, right? Yeah. Uh, other than 
it smells, the whole thing is an oil refinery, which most of South Texas is, but the whole thing smells like that chemical oil refinery smell. Mm. It almost smells as bad as Terre Haute near the paper factory. Okay. And Terre Haute's done a better job of cleaning it up. We've actually stayed there a night the last two times going to and from Pennsylvania because it's a little further than halfway from Tulsa up to where we're going, and it's a nice stopover. Uh, and uh, it, it used to, the whole town used to smell like that paper factory, which smelled like the aftermath of toilet paper. It, oh, I'm not kidding. It was horrendous. They have kind of fixed that now. I haven't actually, this year, when on the way back, I didn't smell anything. But Port Arthur smelled like that. Plus, it's a dump. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's an absolute dump. And it's we were down there with T basketball. <laughs> it's where J.D. Barnett, <laughs> this was during his tenure, <laughs> we go out. J.D.'s one of those guys where if you uh, if you're late, he'll leave. And just oh, he'll he'll leave. End of story. He'll leave. And I don't care. And you know, and honestly, you don't really have to be late because if the bus leaves at twelve thirty and he's on at twelve twenty five, it's twelve thirty, <laughs> and he'll leave. And that's your that's problem, not his. It, yes, <laughs> but he gets to set the rules. Yeah. Um. You know, whatever. Whenever the head coach gets on, and I've been around others like that, but not mm. quite to the point. Of him. So we were leaving the hotel in Ruston, and Dan Rowe and I were on the bus with the basketball team. And two players, two starters, were not there. And we start to pull. And JD's at the front of the bus, like always. You know, he says, go. So the bus takes off. The two players come running out of the hotel. And they're sprinting toward the bus like you see people run toward a train in a movie. Mm-hmm. And JD sees them because someone says, hey, coach, they're coming. He goes, keep driving. He said, but slow down. <laughs> so the driver slowed down a little. And JD said, said, Go just fast enough so they can't catch you. And he, I swear to you, I'm listening to this whole conversation. These guys are booking it. They are doing everything they can. These are college basketball players, and they are running with everything they have to try to catch the bus, and he's staying just in front of them. Yeah. And J.D. let them run for as long pretty much as they could before they wore themselves out. And Did they sit on any main roads? Then he said stop. <laughs> no, this was an access road. Okay. You know how the hotels a lot of times yeah, will have, and well, this is okay. Ruston, so it's very, you know, it's not, it's a city, it's a, it's a town, mm-hmm. not a city, but there, you know, the access road was easily a half mile long that came over and then went back onto the, uh, the not really the highway, but the road we're trying to get on. And he, and then he says, okay, stop, he stopped. And these guys, seeing the bus stop at first, they kind of looked at it like, are we going to do that thing where we go and it goes again, right? <laughs> like you do when you're kids. Teasing us. Yeah. So he let them get on the bus, and he didn't say a word when they got on. And you know they're going to get on and expecting to be yelled at. Oh, yeah. And then him not saying anything is almost worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are panting like lizards, and they're sweating, even though it's, you know, it's winter. And they sit down very meekly and sheepishly and don't say a thing. And I, 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 to be honest, I never heard him yell at them, even at the arena. I mean, we go right to set up. Dan and I go right to set up, so we're not in the locker room at that moment. You go back and do pregame later, but it, you know, we're in the locker room at that moment. So I didn't hear what went on. I just about setting up, and we came out, and they didn't start. And I didn't know how much of that was because they had no legs and how much of that was a penalty. And it's probably, I mean, I'm sure it's a penalty, but maybe a combination of the two. They did play in the, in the I think it was midway through the first half. But J.D. never had to worry about people being late again. <laughs> Pat Jones would leave you. Pat Jones left oh, his, yeah? oh, yeah, he left his broadcast crew multiple times in different places because he was, hey, we're here, we're leaving. I don't think he's, it wasn't like, hey, you know, 
I'm trying to leave them, it's pretty much, hey, we're done, we're leaving. Yeah. And that's why when we leave a Tulsa game, we are booking it to try to get everything done because time you pack all that stuff up and, you know, we're not doing the post-game coaches, we're doing post-game radio, but we're not doing the post-game TV show anymore. And we were doing post-game TV, which I did with our coaches for 20 years, it kept him from any coach from leaving fast, so we had time to get down. <laughs> we didn't do it this year for the first time. We're not doing anything other than radio with Coach Wilson, and we're done. And yeah. so that means all he has to do is get his stuff, and when he gets on the bus, it's it's up to him. He goes. Yep, pretty much. Now he hasn't been bad at that at all, but he could go faster. And now our radio guys. I mean, I'm already downstairs with Pop doing that, and then one or both of us have to hightail it back upstairs because the amount of stuff we carry on a road game is enormous, and we try to try to get everything done and get our butts out of there so we can make the bus. We haven't missed um, ever, but I do know uh, Dave Rader left. Five people behind one time uh, in Sheesh. in uh, Shreveport, actually. Okay. And I was able to – I actually had driven down with Christine, my wife, and so I actually gave them a ride to the airport as Jimmy Trammell and Don Tom, the SID, mm-hmm. and some others, and they were able to get back on the airplane. Uh, but then I know Pat had left a few people, you know, not on, not on purpose, but, hey, baby, it's time to go, and so we go. Right? It happens. So, yeah, I, I have those. And then here's another one that comes in, and this was about a hotel room. And this comes from comes from 3552, and it says, My dad and our schnauzer, Sadie, who was housebroken uh, and would never do her business indoors, went to Fayetteville, Arkansas on a Thursday night for a work issue. It was also high school graduation, and we could only find one room available. The room was a smoking room. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. Those walls. Ugh. A smoking room, and it was one for pets. He said as soon as he opened the door, it stunk terribly. And as we opened the door, the dog snorted, shook her face, and decided the room was so bad she found a corner and went and did her business. (laughs) 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 We're we're obviously outside, right? That's that's (laughs) the dog dog commented on the room. (laughs) (laughs) You remember I told you about the the pigeon crapping on the guy at yeah, the uh, like, yeah. yeah and the ex at the uh, um, baseball uh, right? Toronto at the Blue Jays but it wasn't it wasn't in Toronto it was Denied in their spring training <laughs> on his shoulder you know and and the guy who it, whose shoulder it hit just turned looked at it and went figures because the, the Toronto the Blue Jays were playing horribly in that game too so this kind of an indication of what was going to go on he said couldn't sleep at all worst night ever <laughs> i agree my friend i absolutely agree and i get it <laughs> oh strange hotel stories 828 on the blitz 1170 uh, we did hear about the guy who climbed the sphere yesterday in vegas what else do you know about it i, I know that he eventually was able to find a way down i think the first video that i saw was him at the top and he looked very confused about like okay i've made it all the way up here how do i get back down he was able to eventually get back down and i was able to see some mug shots of him um, i did so i saw the mug shots yeah did uh, you look at the instagram video yet no i didn't because he was wearing what a was GoPro. his name again i'll have to go back sphere, and find sphere it your climber name let's just google that yeah and get I, that I have to go find it again but yeah, he mason had- dish Deschamps, Deshaun or Deschamps, Deshaun, yeah. whatever. If but it says it's got his uh, his link. I didn't click it because I had other things to get to. <laughs> but I know they may have taken it down too because that's not legal. But mm-hmm. he did. He was wearing a GoPro, so I would be interested in seeing. Now, when I first saw it and saw him on the top, I thought, a if he is not in his complete right mind, who knows that he doesn't jump or fall? 
And then number two, I thought, how are they going to get him down? And I never followed that up. I thought they might, I mean, heck, airlift him in a helicopter or something. Yeah. So how did he get down? I, I'm not sure. It doesn't, uh, I, I'm on I'm on his Instagram right now, and he has a video. He doesn't, he's not using it through his GoPro, but he's just showing himself, I think, up there at the moment. Gosh. Now he has another video that he's showing him climbing it. Well, why did they make it so easy to access that way? It's basically like a giant ladder all around in terms of the way, the texture that it's built with. Okay, so you, now I can only see, <clears throat> I saw the panels from a little further away. So you can actually get handholds? Yeah, like it looks like there are many different spaces in between each okay. thing. Right. So I don't know if it's uh, if that's the screen itself or it has kind of a little cage mm -hmm. around it. Um, but it actually looks a little bit, I don't want to say easy, but you know. If you're going to be doing that, because there's other videos of him climbing, like free climbing buildings and stuff. So mm. this is not something new for him. Yeah. Easy is a different term I would right. put because I don't care. Easier I mean, than you would think. Yeah. But you, you talk about some hand strength overall for, that for oh, a goodness. long period of time. Yeah. The hand strength and the dexterity. And, then you know, it only takes one mistake. And then pretty soon you are... Uh, a part of Las Vegas, well, probably not Las Vegas lore because of stuff's going on out there. Go from but, uh, biology to physics. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You become a you become a splat on the pavement. Mm -hmm. All right, at eight thirty on the Blitz eleven seventy, we mentioned yesterday was the close up of recruiting. Got a couple of more sound bites from Kevin Wilson. I want you to hear, including about uh, one player who he was in a text conversation with about NIL money. So good. And what he told him, and then a little bit more there. And then I want to I I want to get into something that I saw Kevin respond to a tweet yesterday <clears throat> and, and and i want to get into that and by the way coach wilson is going to be with us in the morning at 7 30. so we'll talk about these guys the finisher recruiting and some of what he talked about there and yes we have put in requests for oklahoma state and oklahoma <laughs> I'm, I'm trying that's all i'll tell you is i'm trying we know what we know we get what we get but we're trying but we'll get right. kevin wilson tomorrow at 7 30 here on the blitz and then still when we come back I've, I've been promising we got to do a little more super bowl and we will because Right now, it's all fun and games getting ready, but we're really close to actually having to play a football game or getting to play a football game. And mm -hmm. with that being the case, we need to know more about it, and we'll do that coming up on The Blitz. The Blitz 1170, your new home for Rich Eisen. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on The Blitz 1170 and streaming on The Blitz 1170 app. Oklahoma State softball will open their season at Cal State Northridge. The first pitch was pushed back one hour, and it's now at 4 o'clock Central. Tonight, the ORU Golden Eagles take their four-game winning streak on the road as they'll be at St. Thomas. Tip-off for that one is at 7 o'clock. And last night, Tulsa fell to North Texas 68-55 after P.J. Haggerty tried to will the Hurricane to a victory. He got 20 points, all of them coming in the second half. Kobe Williams added 10. Tulsa will host UAB on Sunday. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170, and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. It's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. And once again, we've had a really good day there. I appreciate that. It is so much more fun when you get interaction. Do you have to have it? No. But it is an awful lot more fun when you do that, when there's, you know, different opinions, different attitudes, different experiences. This is about the experiences to me. That's what this is about. I mean, yeah, I can have all the stats in the world, 
but it's about experiences, and that's what I love. Bryce Hall's in the next room. I am Rick Corey. Well, I love this job. That's all there is to it, and the company. So there we go. 74 degrees today in Tulsa. Oh, that does not stink. <laughs> really nice today here. Uh, it's already, what is it now? It's almost 60 right now. At one point, as a matter of fact, when I got up, I think it was 60, and then it dropped a little uh, and is yeah. now back up to around the 60-degree mark. So it's going to be really, really pretty today. All right, so we know that yesterday kind of wrapped up recruiting for everybody. Not much for OSU Know You because they had all most of theirs in the books. Tulsa had still been after a few guys, and they were able to pick up a few. One that I'm very excited about because I get to see this kid or got to see him in his career in high school is Isaac Covington from Union. Uh, running back safety corner, played a little bit of everything, punt returner, kick returner, really dangerous. Uh, he's quick as can be because real, really has speed. So Surprisingly strong as a running back, too, as you'll watch him and he's not the thickest guy and he'll get bigger, certainly in college. There's no doubt about that. So he's not the thickest guy. But Isaac broke a lot of tackles. And I know, you know, some of it is tackling is harder these days. We don't do it very well anymore. But some of it, too, is just how a guy runs. You know, you don't expect the guy who looks like that to be as tough as he is. And here's what's really funny is he told Kevin Wilson. When they Tulsa really got reinterested in him about ten days ago, and really a little longer than that, his spot is because AJ Green went to OSU, right? Because AJ had committed to Tulsa, and I was really excited because I know that kid can fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the only guy I've been around I think is as fast as Trey Brown. Okay, uh, I mean he, I think very too, successful in I, track at Union too, oh, wasn't he? Would, so yes, I think I, state championship. Probably. I would love, and I mean love, to see those two in a fifty or a forty. <laughs> Really in a yeah. hundred because that's what it tells. Uh, it'd be unbelievable watching those two run. And Trey's probably still faster, but I'm not sure. But uh, they, they, you know, Tulsa said, you know, we might want to play at running back. And Isaac told Kevin Wilson, "I'm the best running back in your room right now." Mm. Now that sounds like you know a lot of over the top, but you know what? I want a guy to be con- you know, like I've always said. I want my I want guys to be confident. I don't want you to be cocky. I want yeah. you to be confident. <clears throat> I said before. I, uh, there are several. There are only a few people in the world who can be cocky, in my opinion. In my opinion, your pilot, your surgeon, those two, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't want them to ever go, huh? I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought. No, 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 no. Any sentence that starts with "I thought" is bad. That's all there is to it. Think about it. Trust me. Bad. You can find one that's not. You text me at 918-262-5072. Well, I, I thought she was better looking than that. I thought he was better looking than that. I thought this house was bigger. I thought this tasted like you know, any of those things. Mm-hmm. Not good. So, uh, in that case, yeah, I, I want my quarterback, my pilot, and my surgeon to be a little cocky. Well, I don't know about Isaac. I don't think he's that way. I've been around him a little bit, so I'm really excited about him. But I'm really also excited about Julian Roberts. He's the tight end from Dallas. Uh, he had offers from Pittsburgh, Arizona State, SMU, Texas Tech, Washington State, San Diego State, and chose Tulsa. And then Tim Carpenter the third is a quarterback who had really committed to Indiana. Yeah, and from that had, area, right? Yeah, or yeah, Ohio, yeah, I think. Yeah, and then that coach had been familiar with him because of Ohio State. He would actually knew of him at that time when he was still there. And this kid was a, a kind of an Indiana guy. And they got him to come down here. Now, one of the things they were able to do is do this without NIL. It, instead, what they have is an academic-based performance. So I want you to hear from Kevin Wilson a couple of things here. This explains that. I sell what Mr. Dixon has sold. I sell our, our academic enhancement fund. And the parents buy in that because, like, the way you guys get paid, you get paid at the end of the month. In the year, you do a good job. You get a Christmas bonus. You get a pay raise. 
My daughter just got a pay raise. I said, how'd you get it? She goes, based on merit. I go, God bless you. Because our deal is called meritocracy. Based on merit, you're awarded. That's kind of one of the founding principles of our country. And so what we do is just based on the academics that you have, we're able to enhance you with the uh, Austin Fund, and we're able to enhance you with our cost of attendance. And the AD's given me money that I presented to our our compliance and to our AD, and they sign off with our academic people. These are guys that are deserving. So with that being said, our students can, of cost of attendance here in, in the Austin Fund, get to over 10000 extra. So I talk about that. Can't guarantee it to you. you got to earn it. But all of a sudden, you had 77 guys over 3.0. Where did that come from? Is that pretty telling? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 77 players suddenly had a 3-0. Not only that, he said something that was a little amazing to me, which I'll get into in a minute as well. Right now, I want to get back to the players. How many times have we said guys nowadays and players, not just guys. I mean, think about Livy Dunn at, at, at LSU or anyone else who's making who's making that kind of money. You know, Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma Gymnastics, you heard Ryan Abro, you insider, say, you know, these guys, they are tearing people up. Got to be some NIL there, I would think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there are athletes now going into college who want to know one thing. What am I going to get? Well, listen to this actual text conversation Coach Wilson had with a player. So here is a, a text from a guy saying, hey, hey Coach, just asking, um, um, you know, about money. I'm not a money-hungry person. Don't need a ton of money. Um, but this is a transfer. I've been getting about six to seven K a month. I got three dogs and a girlfriend. So what do you think I'll get there? And I said, the first thing you need to do is drop the dogs. And I'm not sure about the girl. I go, I go, we'll explain our incentive-based plan that we use is based on academic success, not allocating any, any NIL funds. We're starting it now. We'll have a clear direction if and when we get anything. But I have not and will not promise anything until I know for sure what I got. I'll discuss you on a visit, how we do our academic-based plan. And that's how we recruit it. Because the best way to recruit is to be honest. <laughs> I, just, I love the dry <laughs> delivery, too. <laughs> Drop the dogs. Don't know about the girl. <laughs> Oh, thank God for the honesty. And you know what I've learned about him in a short time around him, and, you know, I just travel with him in football. I see him when I'm in the office or at a news conference. It's not like we're buddies and hang out together. When he finishes his postgame radio, he walks away. You know, uh, I've had guys, Phil Montgomery would stand there, Dave Rader would stand there, Bill Blankenship would stand there, Todd would even stand there, and we'd, we'd talk a little. Kevin's busy, and he's got places to go. And he's friendly, but he's busy, right? So I love his honesty, his upfront. When they lose a guy, he goes, all right, we lost a guy. He, he said it more, more than once last year, we were talking about sign stealing because it was a thing, right, you know, last oh, year. Yeah. And he'd say, you know, such and such, Solstein, blah, blah. And it, I think it was, it wasn't East Carolina. It was right before that. And he said, oh, yeah, they had our stuff in the second quarter. And it, there's no question they, they had our signs, and that's all there was to it. He said, I'm not mad. It's just college football. It happens. He's very matter-of-fact about that. Facts are facts. Things that happen, happen. Yeah. And he just moves on. He doesn't bitch about it, doesn't complain mm-hmm. about it, doesn't whine about it. And no one's going to feel sorry for you anyway, right? It's, it's right. a program. He just moves on. And that, that much I really like. I mean, he goes here, and he, t- he explains a little bit more about uh, their recruiting process, what they have done, the NIL thing, and how you put a, put a class together. So there is this thing called a degree that we're supposed to be here as educators, too, by the way. It's gotten to be where, where can I play and how much money can I make? Well, I put them all together. And my money right now is based on academic merit. We're giving you a $70,000 scholarship. And with the top school in the state, one of the top schools in the region, you're going to get a great degree. We're showing academic success. You're going to, you, you, we, we got that. Okay? 
I'll give you money based on performance. If we get an eye on time, we'll start getting some of that. But to me, that's, that's going to be to retain and award some guys. We're not going to outbid anybody. You're not going to. Not in this day and age. For example, I know one team in our league has $2 million for football. They have to raise that again next year. We have to raise our academic support money again next year. It ain't like it's a faucet that just stays turned on now. I like the way we're doing it. I like the way we're selling it. I think our alumni guys are balling it, buying it. Everything is trending. Let's get some W's and get the team on the right side of that ledger. And everybody's talking about this day and age art as a coach. I'm coaching like it was 25 years ago. Get in the car, drive, you know, stay at some hotel for 102 bucks. All right. You know, the, you, just, you know, the Fairfield has the quick little breakfast in the morning. It's not too bad. Spring Hill Suites. I mean, you, you know, you're working on a budget, you know, and you, 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 you buzz around. You go see six or eight schools. You sell, you sell a great city, a great education, a great school, a great tradition. And we're building a great team. And we didn't know if recruiting areas. We recruit Oklahoma and Texas. Go get them. And we sp sponge around. But we're going to recruit the backyard, and we're going to recruit Texas. And now we got to develop. The guys we got. That's the next piece of this puzzle. I, I just love the, and that's, that's one of the reasons I thought about the hotels. That's why yeah. it came to my mind today is he said, you know, I'm staying in places like that. And those are nice. Those are fine places. But he's right. You know, they're 100 bucks a night or so, which, you know, those used to be $70 hotel rooms, not anymore. But that's what they're doing, getting in the car. Steve Cragthorpe used to say, recruiting a tank of gas. Mm -hmm. uh, now, they still went to Texas, but uh, the second highest number of people signed this year or transferred were from Oklahoma. And that has not happened under Phillips' regime. No, and they just they were into Texas players, and everybody knows that. And they this this got this has changed. Thank goodness uh, under under Kevin, because the best teams have been based with guys from Oklahoma, and that, yeah. that's really I'm I'm happy about that. Now you have to recruit nationally, and you, you know, Tulsa's not like everybody. They're not like OU, or they can't get on a private jet. As a matter of fact, he talked about when he was the head coach at Indiana, bumping into Bob Stoops. When you know Bob was still at Oklahoma, and Kevin had been the offensive coordinator there under him, and he's in Indiana, and he said Coach Stoops had come in on a private plane, and I was in a red car, and the two were and Stoops was joking with him. Who do you think needs the plane more, me or you? I mean, he knows he knew yeah. they had an advantage, right? He was aware mm -hmm. there was an advantage there, and Coach Wilson, he doesn't complain about it again. He just goes and does it. It is what it is, and I'm going to do what I can. But I want to say one thing yesterday. I saw a tweet from someone, and it started with, Kevin Wilson hates the media. And then it went on to say that uh, when he was at Indiana and took over, this person, whoever they were, and I'm not going to even publicize their name, and this was uh, on X, whatever that thing right. is now, Twitter, um, that he read, uh, he, he said, you know, when, I, when he first took over at Indiana, Coach Kevin Wilson, he had a meeting with every outlet, media outlet, who covers the team. And he began the meeting with me with, I hate the media. And mm. then he goes on. Coach Wilson saw that and responded to him and said, I don't hate the media. I like the media. I love the media. And then he went on to say something else about uh, about that. And then he closed with, and I love this, he goes, hey, anytime you want to contact me, hit me up. As Coach Prime says, ain't hard to find. <laughs> and he does a little uh, rain cane emoji. Uh, of, yeah, you, yeah, okay, so you found it, right? Yeah. yeah. So read the exact text he, he sent back. So he sent back, he said, wrong. I always love the media. You must not have been at this media conference today. We had a blast. Well, I know for sure I did. Anytime you want to connect, hit me up. As Dion says, ain't hard to find. There you go. All right, and, and, and I, one thing on a personal note, because I was not able to be there yesterday because of our situation with Lindsay, 
I wanted him to know why. I do think it's important doing what we do, myself, Bruce, Jeremy, uh, the guys who are involved. And the same goes for Toby and the guys down in Oklahoma and, and for John and Dave and Stillwater. You want to be as many of those things as you can. You can't beat all of them because we have – it's not our only job. Right. You want, it is for Bruce, but, I mean, it's not our only job. So you want to be there for as many of those as you can. I know Jeremy was there yesterday. I couldn't be. It's not a good time at home with Lindsay. She can't be home by herself, if at all, more than five or ten minutes, if at all. And it's important that I'm there. And I just texted Coach and said, sorry. And yeah. I'm not going to read his text because it would eventually make me emotional. But he sent me a really nice, long text back. And he didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know, he didn't have to say anything other than okay. Right. But I wanted him to know I wasn't there because uh, it is an important day. And I, you know, and I knew Isaac was going to sign and that was really cool. Right. But it was he didn't have to take the time to reply. He didn't have to do any of that. Mm-hmm. And I will defend him in saying that I have never seen him treat the media poorly. Not once. And yeah. I have been in a lot of those things. And I'm in every postgame radio with him because I'm the guy along with Jeremy doing them. And even when Tulsa got their rear end handed to him, he was never mean. He was never ugly. He was never, you know, some coaches, you've heard me say this before, will blame it on you. He's never done that. Mm-hmm. He has never done it. Yeah, he's never J.D. Barnetted me. He's never Doug Wojcik me. He's never done any of those things other coaches have. And I've seen other coaches get really snippy with the media. And when he sits and answers questions, Coach is not a guy who smiles a ton, He's got this little, kind of wry little grin, mm-hmm. you know. But you can tell when he's in front of the media there, he's generally having a good time. That's the thing. He seems like a, a dry, straightforward guy. Yeah. And I think that, that gives some people, like, kind of the wrong vibe sometimes. But when you actually look at, you know, what he's saying and the way he treats people, you can't deny that he's he's been a good guy to the media yeah, and, you the know, whole time, you know. You can say it's kind of you, it's really unfair. Yeah. We can say what you want, you can hear stories and that kind of thing. All I know is how he treats me and Jeremy when we're down right. there and it's always very fair. You know, it's not like he doesn't go out of his way to find us on a road trip or anything, but it, sure. it he's fair and that's all I care about. So I'll defend him in that way, I promise you. It's 8.52 on the Blitz 11.70. I keep promising these Super Bowl stats. I promise you I have them. <laughs> I really, honest to God, do. Definitely have them tomorrow. Maybe, yeah. Well, maybe we'll do a lot of them tomorrow because I do want to – there's one other basketball thing I want to get into when we come back, and that's uh, a Charles Barkley, which is always good. That's some audio. He was at the Auburn game last night, too, by the Sweet. way. So I'm on the sidelines with the guys. So I'm sitting with the broadcast crew, and they actually had a moment with him, which I thought was fantastic. So we'll, we'll get into that when we come back here as well. And thanks for all the text today at our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. We're in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio, and we'll close it up next. The Blitz 1170, your new home for Dan Patrick. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The ORU Golden Eagles take their four-game winning streak on the road as they'll be at St. Thomas tonight. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. And Oklahoma State softball will open their season at Cal State Northridge. First pitch was pushed back one hour and is now set at 4 o'clock Central. And Hall & Hall head football coach Tag Gross has announced his retirement after 24 seasons. He won 157 games as head coach of the Dutch. That includes back-to-back 3A state championships in 2020 and 2021. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holst on the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. 857 on the Blitz 1170. I'm Rick Corey. He is Bryce Hall. I'm laughing and smiling because I got a text that I... 
I know I'm not going to read on the air, but <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, thank you. All right, let's get to this Charles Barkley story. Anything Charles Barkley does is fun and entertaining. We've heard a lot of basketball players or guys from other sports say, you know, I could play football. But yeah. this time it was somebody pretty pretty good. Yeah, Charles Barkley was on Inside the NFL, and I just wanted you to hear this audio that he brought up, how he gets annoyed about basketball players who think it's very easy to just waltz right into the NFL. I always laugh when some of these guys, I don't want to call out these guys' names, uh, LeBron James, <laughs> guys like that, talk about they could have they played football. And I love LeBron as a person, but the notion that basketball players can play football like, yeah, they could play in high school because they were bigger than everybody else, faster than everybody else. But most of these guys never really played in college. But that's when you really see how good you are when you go to college. And then if you're lucky enough to get to the pros, that's the creme de la creme. That's the top of the line. But I love these basketball players talking about, well, I was good back then. I'm like, dude, you can't play football. These are grown men out here. They'll kill you. We love, we love hearing that. I love hearing that. These are grown men. They will kill you. And he's he's telling the truth. Yeah. I mean, that you're facing world-class class athletes in a different sport that you're not familiar with anymore. So who, in your mind, and we only have about a minute left, who in your mind could possibly cross over from basketball to football? Jordan was oh, not gosh. successful in, in baseball. Mm. Um, Bo Jackson was, to at least yeah. to some extent. Dion to a lesser extent. And those are really good athletes. Maybe, maybe Ben Wallace back in the day yeah. from the Detroit Pistons. Like tight see. Yeah, Draymond Green tried it at Michigan State, and it didn't work out very well. So you want, you'd want to say Draymond Green, but... Mm. And he's a bad man. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see that. Right, you can text us if you want, 918-262-5072. Thanks for another fantastic day. Other, other Fridays in the books. That's a Thursday. Coming up next, Dan Patrick, followed by Rich Eisen, and then the show with Pop and Colby from 3 to 6, all coming up here on the Blitz 1170. We'll be seeing you back here tomorrow for Friday, and I promise we'll have those Super Bowl stats. All right, well, Dan Patrick next, and he's out there in Vegas, too, having a great time time here on the Blitz.